Hello and welcome to the Simplified Organization Show, where real moms chat about realistic home and life management. We want to avoid perfectionism, reject overwhelm, and handle housework and all the responsibilities that homemaking involves in a way that builds relationships because our home is a tool, not a showpiece. I'm your host, Misty Winkler. I write and podcast at simplyconvivial.com about homemaking, homeschooling, and doing life cheerfully. I'm also the author of The Convivial Homeschool, Gospel Encouragement for Keeping Your Sanity While Living and Learning Alongside Your Kids. Today, I'm joined by my real-life friend, Betsy Farquhar. Betsy is the managing editor at Redeemed Reader. All great stories point to the story of Christ redeeming his people. And Betsy loves helping people find those stories and know how to talk about them. To date, she's helped hundreds of children and teens and their parents and teachers discover great reads. One of her young friends calls her the good book lady. When she's reading ahead for you, she does so with sticky notes and willfully dog ears pages. She's a fan of George MacDonald, robust book discussion, and the Oxford comma. She took up an interesting cooking challenge this last year and has some meal planning tips to share with us today. This is part two of our conversation. Don't forget to go back if you missed part one, but now meal planning tips with Betsy Farquhar. Well, and I know this year you've done a lot of cookbook reading and meal planning and strategizing. So you can tell us a little bit about your cooking projects that you had this year and have you learned (laughs) any tips or strategies for cooking, food, meal planning that you can share? So a friend of mine and I made 2021 our year of cooking like it's 1999. So we did cookbooks, friends, family recipes. The internet was a last resort. And we picked that date because I had an email from my mother time stamped 1999 with the recipe. So we knew the internet existed and email was viable, but nobody was browsing food sites and reviews uh, Mm -hmm. back in those days. (laughs) So I did learn some really interesting things. One, it showed me how much time I was, I don't know that I was wasting time, but I was spending it looking for recipes online when I could have been using that same time to actually cook. (laughs) Yeah. I had been using the internet as a crutch. So I would get to five o'clock and think, oh no, I can find something online that I can make with what's on hand. But that's a whole bunch of mental angst that I just took off my plate. It was great. So I'm happy to say our emergency takeout meals dropped considerably this year. And there were a couple of little, these are personal rules I put into place for myself because I I realized what's hard for me. So one of those, I think this is an anti-Layla thing. I have to decide by 10 a.m. what's for dinner that night. Mm. Because we all know you might even make your plan, but maybe a, a child is sick or something that you counted on has gone bad in the fridge or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So by 10 in the morning, I have to decide what's for dinner that night. And I have to do one thing towards that meal. Oh, by then. So it might just be pulling out the cans of tomatoes and beans for chili from the pantry and putting them on the counter. But I've committed at that point. <laughs> Right. And then because I'm really bad about stopping what I'm doing, this is, I don't have these as timers on my phone, but 
general practice at 4 p.m., I have to think about dinner. So is there something I should be doing right now to so that we can eat at six or whatever? Or is everything prepped and I don't have to worry about it? <laughs> yes. So just these these little anchors in my day to kind of nudge me that, yes, this is going to happen. And I would do well to think about it ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> and I really like to cook. That's not the problem. I just, it's hard to think about stopping. It is. I'll, you know, it'll be like 3.45 or something. You know, I'm just going to finish this one thing. And that's like 5 p.m. <laughs> oh, <laughs> totally. <laughs> Lunchtime's another good time to think about, you know, just to review my dinner plan. Do I need to go ahead and put something in the oven or, you know, mm-hmm. is the meat thawed? <laughs> yeah. And so it's probably that right there that's cut down on the emergency takeout meals, just having absolutely thought about it. Cause I no longer had the safety net of an internet recipe at the last minute. Mm-hmm. So I had to think about it. Mm-hmm. So do you, steps. that's right. Do you keep <laughs> your plans, your meal plans in a certain way or write, write anything I down do. ahead of time? So thanks to my friend, Misty and her simplified pantry course, I have a list that I print out. I print out 10 copies at a time of just the the things we we like to keep on hand. So um, I have them on a clipboard and I actually fold up the top list in half and write on the back, just the days of the week and what I'm thinking about and the cookbook that I got that recipe from. Nice. Whatever, or whatever the source is. Right. Um, And then when I'm at the store, I have the, the meal plan with me so that if they don't have something I counted on, I can kind of adapt on the fly. And so then that's just the clipboard stays in the pantry and I can access it all week. I keep the list all week because if I did not get something, maybe they were out of something or it was just something I decided, you know, I don't quite need another giant gallon of olive oil yet. (laughs) Then I can migrate those things to the list the next week. Okay. So So you're super simple. So you're looking at that grocery list and making a meal plan weekly. Yeah. And I do have a few days that are, they're like a theme day and it kind of depends on the season, but pizza on Fridays this school year, um, we've had soup on Thursdays just because we tended to be out during the afternoon and that's a good crock pot thing. Mm -hmm. So I already know going into the week, a couple of directions. Yeah. So, well, that's, that's a good way. Um, your Farkle Pizza Fridays. What you guys top use toppings very creatively. Like we when we do pizza, <laughs> it's pepperoni and salami if we have it, and olives and maybe mushrooms. Like that's just pizza. <laughs> I love olives. I do not live with a family who loves olives. Oh, so they don't appear on my pizzas. <laughs> but what does appear on your pizzas? Because you're much more creative with your pizzas. Everything can be a pizza topping, Misty. You just have to know what it goes with. Um, we've never done fish, although I think there are pizzas with tuna on them. But we have a few standbys that we've kind of copied from Canadian bacon and pineapple or barbecue sauce with chicken. And so I, I keep like, I don't like canned chicken, but it works on a pizza. So there's a couple of things I just kind of keep on hand as a backup. But I often will look at what we had that week and just think, well, we've got some Mexican seasoned chicken uh, that we go well with some cheddar cheese. And I just kind of build maybe some green onions. Uh, I keep homemade tomato sauce on hand 
Um, but we like white pizza too with no tomato sauce, you know, a little olive oils and cheese and sausage. The meat is usually the, the big flavor punch. You know, mm-hmm. it, it can go a long way and do a lot, but I've done some veggie pizzas. They eat them begrudgingly. <laughs> I do have a pizza cookbook. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd have to after you for it with your commitment. <laughs> I've actually had it for several years, but it's, it's more for inspiration she has a higher standard for her ingredients than I choose to buy for my homemade pizzas. What so. <laughs> do you have a favorite cookbook to use for everyday dinners? Oh man. It depends on what I'm cooking. <laughs> uh, I've had my joy of cooking the 1997 edition. Cause they're all different uh, since I graduated from college. So it's kind of a good reference. The other cookbooks that are sort of like, my starting points. I have Mark Bittman's How to Cook Everything. Yeah. I have the big red one. He's got a couple of editions. I have Cooks Illustrated, the giant 2000 recipe one. I don't use it a whole lot. Um, and then I have the Ultimate Southern Living Cookbook, which I use a lot. <laughs> and then I just, I have, you know, a crock pot cookbook and a pizza cookbook and a bunch of different cookbooks. Yeah. One of my favorites is um, just to read, actually. I've only made a few of the recipes, but uh, have you heard of Make the Bread by the Butter? No, I love oh. butter. I need this book. Oh, it's hilarious because so she did a little project where she make the bread. I'm writing this down. Make the bread by the butter where she decided she wanted like to just make everything like stop buying it. If she could make it, she wanted to try making it and she did her best to analyze costs and figure out if it was actually cheaper to make it than buy it. And she calculated time and effort as well. So there's like monetary, but then there's also a little comment about time and she is hilarious. So it's just a fun read. Cause I love to know how to make things like someday I'm going to make my own mayonnaise. Just, I want to know how to do it. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah, her, her section on a rotisserie chicken is hilarious. And she actually calculated that it was cheaper to buy a rotisserie chicken. And so awesome. I did it myself. I like I didn't believe her numbers. So I did it because a raw chicken weighs differently than cooked chicken. So if you like take this a similar um, I forget how it's been several years now, but I D took all the cooked chicken off of a Costco rotisserie chicken and then figured out how much the raw chicken cooked down. To, so how much it weighs as cooked chicken and then did a price per ounce comparison. And the Costco rotisserie chicken is cheaper. Plus you have the skeleton, you can make broth and totally. Yeah. So I do keep, um, that's a, that reminds me, I have a few, I think of them as like my back pocket meals, right? The mm-hmm. emergency stash. For a long time, I kept a Stouffer's lasagna in the freezer because everybody loved it. And honestly, you can hardly make lasagna for the price that you can yeah. buy it. Uh, you know, some people keep spaghetti sauce in their pantry. We keep Indian butter chicken sauce because we love curry. But it is it is nice to think through a few of those convenience ready-made yeah. Meals that work for your family. And, you know, I only need to keep one or two on hand, but they also help the takeout conundrum. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> when you know you can pull together a dinner in 
10 right. or 15 minutes if you need to. to. <laughs> Might not be the best or the planned, but it doesn't matter. It's, it's there. <laughs> We're eating it. That's right. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Betsy. This has been great. And I know at Redeemed Reader, where you are managing editor, uh, your mission there is to read ahead for parents, especially those modern books. You want to tell us just a little bit about Redeemed Reader? Sure. Uh, We're here to help those of you who don't want your children roaming around the library and checking out whatever they find without knowing what's in it. (laughs) Uh, So we cover an awful lot of ground, all ages, children and teens. Um, And then we also have a sort of a hefty side component of evaluating spiritual resources. So family devotionals, Bibles, um, theology resources for kids and those kinds of things, because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of really good ones out there. Uh, And there's some that are not as good. (laughs) So we've got a free resource on our site. It's just redeemedreader.com free resource, best Bibles guide. You can also just search best Bibles on our, our website. And it's a guide to the top dozen Bibles for children and teens. Um, I've bought all my Bibles for my kids based on this list because it's my coworker, JD's creation. And it's terrific. <laughs> nice. Nice. And I'll put that link in the description too. So people can just click it too. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Betsy. It's been a lot of fun and I appreciate you taking the time to chat. Well, thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Simplified Organization Show. Betsy mentioned in her conversation that she uses the resources from Simplified Pantry to help her with her grocery shopping and menu planning. You can get that master pantry list that she talked about for free. Just go to simplyconvivial.com slash master pantry list, all one word, master pantry list. And you can get that resource that you can customize and use exactly like Betsy was talking about. You don't have to start from scratch. Just go to simplyconvivial.com slash master pantry list to start a better menu planning routine. Until next time, repent, rejoice, repeat.